Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is The Rambler and the Gambler, joined as always by my co-host Dan. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm do- uh, hello everyone, I'm doing well. Probably the best that I've ever felt uh, jumping on a podcast uh, this weekend. Dan is running on high after a two-in-one week. Mm. We'll get to we'll get to how I did uh, in the mm. a little bit later. Mm. But uh, we're at the quarter pole of the NFL season. We've yep. just started my favorite month of the year, October. Really? Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday, you know, between that and March, from like March 15th when March Madness starts until like the end of April. You got the hockey playoffs, you got the NBA playoffs. The Masters. The Masters, yeah, you know, we're getting off topic, but anyway, yeah, I mean, absolutely, it's it's definitely a good month. We got some playoff baseball going on tonight. Uh, real quick, who do you think, Kev? A's or Rays? Mm, we'll go A's. I'm going to have to take A's too, just because they're home. Not like I know too much about that, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to uh, life in the fast lane. So um, Sunday, yes, best day of the week. A lot of uh, road teams winning this week. Road teams were uh, eleven and two, and then uh, home teams won Sunday night and Monday night, making mm. it eleven and four. But for the games that uh, I was watching all day. Road team after road team, with the exception of uh, our New York football giants. Yes. And uh, the, se- the second team is escaping my mind currently. But Which was what? The, uh, the home team that won? Yeah. I mean, I'm just talking one outright, not even... Uh, it was covered, the Bears. Covered the spread. It was the Bears after Mitchie went down and Chase Daniel uh, took the reins. So, uh, you, you know, you wouldn't have thought, but... That's right. Uh, you know... That's that's why you gotta love the NFL because you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, who would have thought that uh, you know some of these guys who get injured? Who, who would have thought Eli was gonna get pulled after the second week and Danny Dimes is gonna come in and win two in a row? You know, albeit against uh, you know the Tampa Bay Bucks, who actually had quite a weekend. We'll get to that later, and the Redskins. But uh, that's why it's great. You know, it's, it's really like next man up. You hear a lot of that about the in the college game where, you know, some of these kids get injured and it's like next man up to take his spot. I mean, it's the same way in the NFL, except they're just getting paid a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the games from Sunday. So, um, sure. we'll start with Pat's Bills. Yeah. <laughs> one of my picks, which let me down by all of one point, the only loss in my three best bets. What'd you think, Kev? That was the first opponent that the Bills actually played. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously two great defenses, and I've never seen Tom Brady play so awful. Uh, I know. Not recently, at least. 18 for 39 for 150 yards and a pick. His face looked like his his confidence was just broken in the second half, and I was like, the the, the only week I tried to get on the, the, the defending champs and the GOAT, and he's sitting there looking around like he would rather be somewhere else. I just, I, I couldn't get over that. You know, you got the Bills who played the Jets and Giants, Congratulations on that. And um, the third team, I can't think of off the top of my head, but I'm going to find out for you folks real quick, so stay tuned. The Bengals. Yes, okay, and then the Bengals. So you got the Giants-Jets both beat on the road, and then they get beat by the Bengals, okay? No, I'm they- sorry, I'm sorry, they beat the Bengals, but the Bengals mounted quite a comeback after they were ahead. So then New England's really the first team that they play, and I'm thinking, I mean, I'm like, I'm laying the points with the with the Patriots because, you know, we know what they've done. 
And, you know, the Bills basically showed up for that game. And, you know, I, I kind of went against one of my cardinal rules. And, you know, always the division games are typically close. You know, if, you, if you're getting a, a field goal one way or the other, you know, I usually like that points. And I just figured Belichick and Brady were going to be better than that. And You got lured into the greatness. Yeah, I... It's just typical. As soon as I try to benefit from the Patriots, being a Patriot hater, this is what happens. It's like the time we went to Vegas and they were uh, thirteen and a half, and I took them to beat the Browns, and the Browns and they beat, they won by three. But this is back when the Browns were like horrible. Yeah, we're we're like talking seven, like six, years seven years ago, right? What do you think? So I mean, the Bills were just as good as I thought they were on defense, yeah. and so were the Pats. I mean, I think the Pats had three picks on. Uh... Josh Allen, Allen, and then I think they had... Oh, I know they had another one on Matt Barkley at the end of the game because Josh Allen left. Uh, but, I mean, the Bills had chances to win it. The Patriots obviously missed the field goal on an extra point. That's mm. where they got that's <laughs> why they got 16 instead of 20. Yep. But the uh, the Bills were driving late a couple of times. Um, Josh Allen got picked off deep in, in uh, Patriots territory. I mean, Tom Brady also got picked off in the end zone earlier in the game, mm-hmm. which I felt... I wouldn't say could have sealed the game, but could have put it a little bit more out of reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Patriots I mean, were never losing in that game. No, they, they got were, they, they got were, they got the punt block. They got a touchdown early, and the punt blocks were up thirteen nothing, and then they just kind of, you know, hung on. I'll say, yeah, behind that that great defense. So, I mean, I I trust the Patriots' offense. I feel like this was just an outlier. Do you do you think that Josh Allen can win a playoff game? I mean, we've kind of seen this formula in the past uh. with. Well, I mean, we'll go back to Rex Ryan's Jets, where great defense. What, with the Sanchez? Yeah, great defense, don't mess up. Or even, we'll do more recent, the Bears last year. Great defense, Mitchie, don't mess it up for us. Mm -hmm. And he came down the field, they missed the field goal in the playoff game, and obviously they lost. But they were in position because of how great that defense is. So, with how great the Bills' defense is... I don't think they I never thought they were in the division. Now I'm almost positive they're not winning the division. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could win a road playoff game against I don't know an AFC South team? Uh, la, 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 la. that would depend on which AFC South team it was. Okay, let's say it's the Texans. No, I mean honestly that 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 would be uh, that would be an exciting game because you got the Bills defense and then you got the uh, offense with uh, Watson and Hopkins and. You know, down in Houston, they're pretty exciting. I mean, honestly, I, mean, this defense, this, I feel this defense like just made Tom Brady look like. I know I'm probably Luke Falk. Yeah, I know I'm probably jumping ahead here a little bit, but can we just fast forward the AFC season to the championship game and just let me know where it's going to be played? Kansas City or Foxborough? Yeah, I was looking. That's at... basically what's going to happen. Okay, so you don't think the Bills can win a road playoff game, though? No. Okay, I'm just. I, I mean. Unless it's a MetLife State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which it won't be. Which, which, if we combined the Jets and Giants wins for the season, probably wouldn't even amount to 10 or 11. Anyway. Um, yeah, I was looking I, at that. I, no, Pat- I don't see it. I just don't see that happening. I was looking at the uh, Pats Chiefs, and they don't play until, like, week 15. I was a little bummed. I was hoping to see that mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. But, I mean, I, I guess we'll kind of move there next. So, did you know that Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes threw a combined zero touchdown passes on Sunday? I I bet you the odds for that in Vegas were plus five thousand. That neither of them were going to throw a touchdown. It I mean, might have been plus five thousand that just Patrick Mahomes threw a yeah, touchdown right? pass. I mean, listen, Patriots Bills. It's a division game. 
the Patriots were on the road. They were um, playing against uh, a really good Bills defense, top two in the league right now. But the Chiefs and Lions, you know, I had that last week. I'm looking at the uh, the over under, which was fifty three and a half, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't, you know, I don't know who's going to win this game, but I feel like it's going to be a shootout. And it was. It went over. Total was sixty four. And, you know, for a while there, I mean, I know you know this, Kev, as you kept going back to the well uh, on that game, trying to uh, get the Chiefs to win, then the first half, then the second half, and then, you know, live betting it. The Chiefs looked like a little, I don't know, they just looked a little a little confused. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Detroit's defense is all that stout. You know, I mean, they're giving up... Uh, 34 points at home. Granted, too, it is most likely the best offense in the league. But I did pick Stafford in uh, the fantasy plays last week. He had a good day. 291 yards, three touchdowns. So I kind of anticipated that that was the way that that game was going to go. Um, You know, but the... uh, I mean, listen, Mahomes still threw for 300 yards. Despite the fact that uh, there's probably a couple of one-yard touchdown rushes in there. Um, You know, he still played a good game. He was... uh, a little over 50%, 24 for 42. So he was in the 55 to 60% completion percentage, and he threw for 315. I mean, listen, we know that Kansas City's offense is top in the, tops in the league, and the defense is, you know, bottom half. They're definitely, like, you know, 20th or so. So they rely on the offense to score a lot of points. And, you know, Detroit as well. You know, no nobody really talked much about Detroit. Detroit hadn't lost a game yet this year. I mean, we all saw they tied Arizona early on. But, uh, you know, they were 2-0-1 coming into that game. And they were at home, so you know you figured they were going to give a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a show, and they did. Yeah, I, um, I was surprised to see the Lions hung as tough as they did. I was excited to get on the Chiefs bandwagon because I, going back to Week One, I picked the Jags, which was foolish, and then I stayed away in Week Two with the Raiders, which seemed foolish, and then I stayed away again last week, which they didn't cover, but they were up thirty thirteen. I was like, this is the week I'm going to jump on the Chiefs and be be glad I'm on the Patrick Mahomes touchdown bandwagon, and as I just mentioned, he threw no touchdown passes, but I really think what was the killer for the Lions in that game was that fumble by Carrion Johnson at the one that got returned 100 yards for the touchdown. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on letting, on the refs, like, letting all these plays play out? You know, You got these, like... Big defensive guys trucking downfield, and this one actually held up. But a lot of times it's like, well, look, we're just going to let it play, and then it's like, well, sorry, guys. Thanks for uh, the dress rehearsal, but that doesn't count. You're talking about um, like an illegal man downfield and all the penalties that are being called? I'm just talking about – so the carry-on Johnson fumble wasn't obvious. Right. The Chiefs kind of like pulled the ball out of the pile and then ran the other way, but of the course. refs didn't blow the play dead. Right. That's like what the refs are instructed to do. Let the play play out. We can yeah. always overturn it because if you call the play dead, you can't review it, right? Right. So – I mean, I, I guess that's the, the right way to do things, but sometimes it seems like, mm-hmm. as a fan, it's like... It's taken away from, like, the game, and everyone's sitting there, they're getting on the headset. I, I, I wouldn't say... Well, yeah, I mean, the review is taken away from the game, but it's this one wasn't as obvious, but sometimes it's like, why, why are they even, like, why right. are we even going through this? You know why? Because they don't want any backlash that they got like they did last year when the pass interference wasn't called in the NFC Championship game. And that's half of the reason why they're trying to get everything correct. And it's taking away from the game flow. Between that and the fact that there's so many penalties. I mean, we were watching a Monday Night Football game a few weeks back. And, you know, I think it was um, Steratora Boog or somebody said that Tom Brady had just tweeted or something and said, my God, just let us play with these penalties. That was Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night. Okay. But, But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you're seeing 
the best quarterback of all time tweeting about how the game is slowing down. It's like, I understand that you want to get things right, but the penalty, I mean, the Browns had 18 penalties the first week of the season. I mean, okay, so some of them were probably legitimate, but it's taken away from the game flow. You had mentioned this to me off air before. You said every time you see a third down conversion that's a pass, we all sit there and we hold our breath for the next two or three seconds to see if we don't see any yellow come on the field. Because, you know, it's like if it gets converted, then the defense is looking for an offense penalty. And if it doesn't get converted, the offense is looking for a pass interference. And it's like, guys, this is football. I mean, I bet you there was hardly any penalties back there, in the day. There, there's a lot more emphasis on holding both offensively oh, and defensively this God. year. But yes, as a fan, I think you, me, and everybody has been programmed to what you just said on third down. You look in that bottom right corner of the screen to yeah. see if the little yellow graphic pops up. And, and I mean, it's, it's exactly what I think. If the Giants make a stop on third down, I'm like, is there a flag? Okay, good. Yeah. And if the Giants throw in completion on third down, is there a flag? Oh, right. no, good. Same so, thing with touchdowns. You're just waiting yeah. for the flag. It's like, okay, now I can exhale. And it's it's sometimes it's it's blatantly flagrant, and it's like I can tell that from sitting on my couch with a few beers in me, saying, "Okay, that's definitely a pass interference." But some of these ticky tack calls. I mean, the other night I was watching Monday Night Football, and um, the Steelers were on offense, and they had the ball going downfield, and the pass interference wasn't called. And Tomlin threw the challenge flag to try to get it called in the first quarter. I mean, it's not even like it's crunch time. Yeah. I, I mean, and you're at home and you're on Monday Night Football. And it was probably the first or second drive. And you know what? The NFL instituted the rule because they want to get it correct. But, I mean, a lot of the times the when the coaches... The interference is overkill. Yeah, the, the, the coaches are challenging the fact that it wasn't called. The, the refs are saying the call in the field stands because they don't want to look dumb. They don't want to look like... Like, they, they're making mistakes. I mean, that's... Been... I almost think it's taking away from the play of the game a lot, especially on, like, the offensive pass interference. You see a guy get to, like, the top of his route, and he puts his hands on the D-back. Like, not a blatant, like, full arm extension push-off, but just right. basic contact at the top of a route. And you could call it either way, because obviously the guys are going to make contact one yeah. way or the other. And sometimes it's egregious, but it's like, who's to say when it's egregious? Who's making that, you know, that determination? Because... I mean, it's the ticky tack. I'm looking there. at that and I'm like, Tomlin, no, it's not. It's not a pass interference. You're not going to get that call. You're wasting timeouts. You're slowing the game down. And it's not like it's Sunday and there's red zone and they can just flop to somebody else. When it's Monday Night Football, it's the only game on. And we're all sitting there like, all right, now we got to go to a commercial and watch five Ford commercials and a beer commercial and then get back and be like, oh, yeah, the call stands. Okay, we all could have saved five minutes of our life and just kept on moving. I mean, listen, crunch time, fourth quarter, an NFC Championship game, coming down to score the game-winning drive. Yeah, let's make sure we get it right. But, I mean, Monday Night Football, 0-3 versus 0-3 <laughs> in the first quarter. I was like, am I even watching this game? I even thought about going to bed early, which I did wind up going to bed at halftime for that. But I, So, so I, 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 think, I think they need to put the flags away a little bit. I understand why the NFL did it and instituted the uh, pass interference you know, challenge rule for the coach's behalf, but... I think I think that they, they the coaches need to use better discretion. Agreed. Uh, anything else on Chiefs Lions? Kind of went off topic on yeah I referees know. I mean, there. This, this is what happens. We just kind of go off. No, I mean you know one of the games, and I'm not just saying this because I picked it, but how about the Browns? I feel like the Browns are like that schizophrenic franchise. Like you never know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, you, it, you zig, they zig. Yeah, in, in week one they come down. I think they score a rushing touchdown on their first play against Tennessee, and you're like, all right, maybe they're legit. What happens? 43-10. to 13 or something, and they got their, you know, got blown out. Um, you know, so 
this week against the Ravens. And I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back, but everybody was crowning Lamar Jackson. And, oh, look at this team. They're so good. Yeah, I mean, listen, about- he throws a great ball. I'm not going to I'm not going to debate that. He's got a great arm. He throws a great ball. But let's 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 pump the brakes a little bit. They beat Miami week 1 and they were favored by two touchdowns um, at home in week two, and they only won by about six against Arizona. Then they finally played a real team against the. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, they played the um, the Jets week two. No, they didn't. The Ravens. Are you talking about the Browns? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens played um, the Cardinals. The Cardinals at home, right? Yeah. You and then, that. and then what happened week three? They played Kansas City. They lost to them, and then they played a, uh, the which wasn't as close as the score. But right, yeah, we talked about this last week when I said, "Are the Ravens as good as we think they are?" No. I mean, I thought the game would be close. To your point earlier, division games usually close, and I think the Browns were getting what seven. The Browns were. They were plus seven. I took that I thought, all day. I, I thought it would be close. I didn't think the Browns would. I mean, the Browns won 40-25. I don't even feel like it was that close. Mm-hmm. But uh, Browns are now in first. Yeah, I mean. Could they be the team that challenges the uh, Pats and or Chiefs in the AFC? No. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, come on. Seriously. Do you? Um, no, I think they're too immature, and I don't think their coach would be good enough in a playoff game. Yes, but they would I easily. I think they have the talent. I think they could lose at home to the Bills but you know what? That's in a wild-card playoff game. That's why games are played on the field and not on paper. Because on paper, you got all-pro Odell Beckham. you got pro bowler uh, Jarvis Landry. you got Nick Chubb, who's coming to his own. you got Miles Garrett, number one overall pick. But then you got Freddie Kitchens, first-year coach, who never coached anywhere as the head before. And uh, I mean, can you imagine Andy Reid or Bill Belichick coaching against Freddie Kitchens? They would, they, they would, they'd have a field day. I mean, Baker would be sitting back there like, "Whoa, I've never seen this before." And like, I mean, listen, the guy's well, got the Browns, talent. Browns he, play the Pats in a couple weeks. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of brash quarterbacks. I love me some Philip Rivers. I love the emotional guys, but I don't know. I feel like Baker hasn't really earned it yet. You know, he, you know, he doesn't get to wear the bolo tie and uh, and talk about uh, <laughs> slanging it around the field like Philly does. Philly Rivers, not Philadelphia. Do the Browns win the AFC North? Will there be a playoff game in Cleveland this year? I mean, the the AFC North is just crazy. I mean, the Bengals were going to the playoffs almost every other year with Marvin Lewis's coach. They get rid of him. They got Zach Taylor. God bless him. You know, first-year coach. They're 0-4. They're not doing anything. Steelers lost all the Bs. Is is Ben even coming back this year? He's he's done. done. Yeah, I mean, honestly, now at this point, I'd say they win seven games at best. At best, the Steelers are winning seven. Okay. Okay. Um, I know. I'm rambling. Yes, my question was... I know what your question was. Um, process of elimination. So you've, I know, you've sure. now eliminated so this is the Bengals and the Steelers. Yes, yeah, so so this is what I'm going to say. So if I say yes with Baltimore, that means they're going to have to win at least nine games and I pick them to go under. The Browns, wow. Could it be the Browns this year? That, that, that's the question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes... I'm going to say at this point in time, Cleveland's going to be my pick. So you think Cleveland's going to get better as the season goes on? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of new, well, not a lot of new guys. OBJ is new there. Kitchens is new there. I feel like they got to kind of get things going and situated. They're going to have a tough matchup on Monday Night Football against the 3-0 Niners, and I never thought in a million years I would be saying the 3-0 Niners this year. And, I mean, you know, they beat some pretty, you know, 
they beat some pretty shitty teams too. I mean, you got Tampa Bay, they beat they beat Cincinnati, who's garbage, and they beat Pittsburgh with a backup quarterback, and they didn't even cover that, and they had five turnovers. I would tend to take the, the Browns plus three and a half. Wow, okay. I would take the Browns plus three and a half on Monday Night Football. And that may be one of my best bets. That may be just an extra one there, folks. But All right, well, maybe we'll get to that later. Maybe we will. Uh, last game I wanted to touch on was Saints-Cowboys. <laughs> Boy, all the, all the games came the ones that I picked. Go ahead, you go first. Teddy Bridgewater is the king of dink and dunk. Did you did you watch that I game? I thought Eli was the king of dink and dunk. Well, Eli's the, <laughs> the, the, the king successful of, dink and dunk? The, the king of get get this ball out of my hands before I get hit. Eli's the king of uh, the wet paper bag uh, sack. Did you did you see... Uh... I watched that game, yes. I watched so there was a it. stat that popped up at one point where I think 20 of Bridgewater's 25 passes were thrown 10 yards and under. Yeah. And one of the five that were thrown more than 10 yards was picked off. I mean, listen, the, the, the offensive... Pr- performance that night was really you know not on display because both defenses played outstanding I mean I don't honestly I don't care what anybody says the Dallas Cowboys have the best linebacking core in football yes without a doubt Demarcus Lawrence killer pass rusher I think that they I think that they don't have to rely as much on the secondary because they're not giving the quarterback any time to do anything I mean they I mean they were just it was unreal I mean even Zeke Zeke had 35 rush yards Kamara had a little better night. He had 69, but, I mean, I just think Kamara is just unreal. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater had 23 completions for 193 yards. That's about seven yards of completion. So, yeah, getting back to your point, dink and dunks, you're right. I, I mean, the defenses on both sides were just outstanding. Everybody yeah. on the Saints is from Ohio State, too. I went to... <laughs> Literally, their entire secondary. So they're already in unison. Yeah, right? Urban Meyer is secretly on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm sure he's texting them all. Good job, boys. Lattimore... Uh, Michael Thomas, somebody else on the off, Ted Ginn. I mean, all these dudes. Ten games from a different generation. I'm surprised I, yeah, that guy's still playing. Anyway. Do you think the Saints can keep winning like this without Breeze? I mean, everyone's saying, well, they've already won the first two. If they can go two and two down the stretch, not down the stretch, but over their next four, because what? Breeze is anticipated to come back by then. They'll be five and three. I mean, let's let, let's look at who they got. They got the Bucks this week, okay, at home. I mean, if if they just beat the Cowboys at home. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't well, the beat the Bucks. Hung fifty-five on the Rams on the road. Yeah, but then we beat them the week before in Tampa. So like that, the Bucks are another one of those schizophrenic franchises. They where could you be never the know what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. So just remember their next four games. Sure. The, after that, they're at Jaguars. Back up with the mustache. I mean, they're playing. His him. name is Minshew. Yeah, I know who he is. Some respect. I, I know exactly who he is. Now the week after that, they're going to have a little bit of trouble because they're going to Chicago with Mac and the boys, and that they're going to be up Teddy's butt the entire game. So I would say that one. I mean... Okay, and the fourth game is? Uh, home against the Cardinals. Okay, so that's a guaranteed win. You would imagine that that would be a win. So let's say... So the next four... So worst case scenario, they're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. And that... Uh, dude, they're 3-1 right now. I'm going to say they're going to go 2-2. Two and two. I said worst case scenario, they're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. I mean, at that point... So and, is the NFC South done? Do you have any faith? It doesn't sound are like they all 2-2? Two two? No, they're not all 2-2. Two two. The Saints are... Or, I'm sorry, the Falcons are 1-3. and three. And then the other ones are 2-2? Two two. Any faith in... Uh, you doesn't sound like you have faith in the Bucks. How about the Panthers? Uh, what a backup quarterback again! I mean, I, I have a lot of a faith. Two in... and zero backup quarterback. <laughs> well, so is so is Danny Dimes. I have a lot of faith in Christian McCaffrey. He was my number one overall pick in fantasy this year. Th- I'm sorry, fourth overall. I got him or third. I don't know. I mean, you can't focus on one side of the game in football. If they put eight in the box and stuff McCaffrey, Allen's going to have to beat him with his arm. So, I mean, honestly. Even without Breeze, I would say that New Orleans is still the favorite. Because Breeze is going to be back. Yeah. 
I, I would have to agree, and exactly to your point, I feel like I was looking too much at one side of the football mm-hmm. with Dallas's defense and Teddy Bridgewater, because I bet Dallas last week, and I didn't look to the other side. But, I mean, the Saints' defense really impressed me. Lattimore was on Cooper. Like, you forgot Cooper was even on the team. It looked like the Cowboys last year before they traded for Cooper. Yeah. And the offense looked the same, too, only putting up 10 points. Mm-hmm. So Von I mean, Bell back there was making some plays. Lattimore really impressed me, and it yeah. seemed like every time it seemed like it was like thirteen on eleven. It seemed like every time a cowboy caught the ball, they were getting swarmed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I, I was too focused on anti Teddy Bridgewater because Dallas's defense showed up, mm-hmm. but their offense looked. I'm not going to say their offense looked terrible. Well, their offense didn't look great, but they also played some real competition for the first time this season. Right. So. They won what, what, that game in the in the fashion in which they needed to. And, I mean, Jason Witten fumbled, Zeke fumbled. I mean, these guys never fumbled. I so know. A little bit of bad luck, but I guess these are things that happen in the Superdome. So. Can Dallas win on the big stage? That's always the question. It's always been the question lately. Tony Romo, now Dak. I mean, listen, if the Saints got ahead 14-0, you knew that game was going to most likely be over because of the fashion and the style in which Dak Prescott wins football games. Him and Teddy Bridgewater had very similar stat lines. Dak only completed about 20 passes for 220 yards. He also had an interception, no touchdowns. I mean, you know, listen, everybody talks about Dak, and Dak wants to get $34 million a year. Uh, Listen, I mean, I I don't know. I just don't think... You're You're still not buying the Cowboys... No, I th- listen. I think their t- I think their defense is top three, top five, without a doubt, in my mind, in the league. Um, Zeke still needs to rush the ball for a hundred yards, and you know they got to give him a lot of time. Tyron uh, Smith was out, if I'm not mistaken. That uh, game? that was like last drive of the game. Oh, okay. But he's out, but he got he, it. But he's out this coming week. Right. Okay. High ankle sprain. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Dallas didn't play by their formula. Thirty thirty six to twenty four was the time of possession. Hmm. If Dallas in, in is, whose favor? The Saints. Okay. If Dallas's defense is on the field more than 30 minutes, mm-hmm. it's not to their advantage. Now, they definitely held up, but Dallas's whole formula is run the ball as he control the clock. Yeah. And the new defense is less defense. Have your offense keep their defense on the field, keep your defense fresh. Right. And this was the complete opposite for what is, yeah. a, what is an ideal formula for the Dallas Cowboys. And realistically, the NFL. I mean, if your defense isn't out there playing defense, mm-hmm. they're fresher in the fourth quarter when you need them. I don't think... Which, uh, good. on that last drive of the game, the Saints were still flying all around. Probably a big reason why. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that... Um the Saints played the greatest game. I mean, when Witten fumbled that ball, that was about midfield. They probably went 15, 20 yards, kicked a field goal. I mean, you know, they started out field goal Dallas, then Will Lutz kicked three in a row, so it was 9-3 at half. Zeke had the only touchdown of that game, and it was a very short run. It was the first time since 1998 the Saints won without scoring a touchdown. Really? And it was the first time that Sean Payton has ever not scored a touchdown. Right. So Dallas was winning for um, about half a quarter. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, they came out of the half... They were winning the entire first quarter, and then uh, after that... Yeah, they came out of the half, and they came right down and scored a touchdown. I was like, oh, did Dallas make adjustments? Yeah. But that was was the last they scored. Yeah. Um, So, again, I I feel like New Orleans is proven. I mean, and my God, this team, between the Minnesota Miracle and the um, non-pass interference call last year, they technically could have been in the Super Bowl the last two years in a row. Yeah. Granted that the uh, Minnesota game was not the NFC Championship game, but... I thought this was going to be a... uh... A down season for them because of all that, but Drew Brees does not have that much time left. So far, either. so far, it's looking good. Yeah, without Drew Brees, I mean. Yeah, hundred percent. 
All right, so we mentioned it's the quarter poll. You don't think there's anyone else besides the Pats and Chiefs that make a run in the AFC? No. What about, I, what about your Chargers? Or I mean, honestly, I would like to say yes. Hunter Henry went out for the year. I mean, I'm listen, I'm not saying he's the greatest, but he's the starting tight end there. Melvin Gordon had the holdout, despite the fact that Eckler has looked really good and kept him in, involved. They traded uh, Tyrell Williams over to uh, the Raiders last year, so they him down. And I think Mike Williams was injured, too, if, correct me if I'm wrong. So it's got they basically got Philly Rivs, and they got Keenan Allen, and then Eckler. And then the Darwin James, Derwin James has been out. Um, I think Melvin Ingram went out late last game with an injury, so it's like... So if so, they can get healthy at the right time, I mean maybe. But I mean, listen, you know Philip Rivers has never beaten Brady. I mean, last year, it, like he made him look silly. Like Philip Rivers is not some slouch quarterback. He's he's up there in the records for like passing yards and wins and stuff. And he just they just made them look. I mean, Belichick made Philip Rivers look silly. So I feel like so I feel like until the Brady Belichick era is over. It's theirs to lose. It, it's 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 KC or them, because Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the he he's the one A to Belichick's one as far as coaching right now. He's number two. Let's go. So you got who, Belichick and you got Reid. Who wins the AFC South? And you can't stand Anthony Lynn, right? You always think he looks I, like he's I confused. I don't hate Anthony Lynn. I, I don't know think you he's don't a great hate coach. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, exactly. But is he going to go into New England or Kansas City and out coach those coaches? I don't think so. Well, you're but you're higher on the Chargers than me. That's why I was asking you the question. <laughs> Right. Who wins the AFC South? They're all two and two right now. We got Mr. Mustache on a on a roll. I we have the Jekyll and Hyde Titans. I think Houston. the Colts and Houston. I think Houston. You think Houston? Hey, by the way, fun stat. Remember, I picked uh, the push eight and eight for Tennessee. They've been nine and seven for the last three years in a row. So you're thinking regression this year? Or, you, th- or, or, I, or, or are you regretting your eight and eight? I'm, I'm thinking I should have went over. Um... Honestly, I think Jacksonville is too dysfunctional, and Gardner Minshew, nice kid, and I think he'll be okay. I don't think they're going to win it. Uh, Tennessee, Mariota is one. I mean, Tennessee is a man's football team. They're coached by Vrabel. They're very good defensively. You never know what you're going to get with Mariota, and they don't really have a lot of weapons. Derrick Henry is probably their best weapon. Hey, this A.J. Brown guy came out of nowhere last yeah, week. I, I was mean, like, this guy is like... He looks big, too. I was going to say, he looks like T.O. I'm yeah. like, where the hell did this guy come from catching two touchdowns? Um, and then we got Houston, and who's the other one that I'm forgetting? Carolina. Uh, Jacksonville. I'm sorry, Jackson. No, I said Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Houston. Indy. Indy. I think Indy wins. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to have to go Houston. Okay. We'll see. So you think Houston, Cleveland, New England, and KC win the divisions? Yeah, I'll give Indy a wild card. and um... Baltimore? San Diego? Oakland? Not Oakland. Buffalo? <laughs> no. It's going to be either uh, Baltimore or San Diego. It certainly isn't going to be Denver. <laughs> I'm going Buffalo. <laughs> Kevin is going Buffalo. All right. You can go wherever you want. I'm I going just... Buffalo and the stash. I'm going Minshew. <laughs> Minshew mania. <laughs> You're crazy. Quick question. You're crazy. They're too dysfunctional. Quick question. Nick Foles comes back and the Jags 11... are 5-3. and three. Do, they, do they start Nick Foles? First of all, I thought he was at eleven weeks. How is he coming back and they're gonna be five and three? Okay, they're six and three. No. You're gonna you're gonna pull the stash after he won you six games in his rookie season? 
Okay, just a question. I told you, Nick. It's like, Fol- the, Brady, it's like the Brady Bledsoe. Listen, argument. when Nick Foles takes off Eagles jerseys, he is like kryptonite. Okay, <laughs> if he's not wearing an Eagles, so an jersey, Eagles jersey is whatever I'm, the opposite of kryptonite is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about Nick Foles unless he's wearing an Eagles jersey. Right. He's been nothing anywhere else, and he gets injured on the first quarter or second quarter of the game. I'm not worried about Nick Foles. Garner all right, all let's, let's switch over to the NFC. Okay, the NFC only has three teams. With a losing record. I know. Washington, Arizona, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the AFC has four teams that don't have a win yet. Yes. So... Fun fact. Do you think the NFC is super competitive, or do you think no one is great? I think it's super competitive. Agreed. Because, I, I mean, obviously the AFC, as we just talked about, is very top-heavy. Okay, so if, if you want to run through... I mean, let's let's figure out how we win games in this league. It's quarterbacks. The top two quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC. Right? Would you agree? Brady and Mahomes? Yeah. Okay. But from but from three to ten, it's probably all NFC players. Aaron Rodgers. And listen, I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about talent-wise quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Okay, he's a good player. I know everybody hates on him. <laughs> I would not put him fifth. I'm not saying he's I'll, fifth. I'll this pick Deshaun Watson over him. Well, he's the AFC. This I is, know, that's what I'm saying. This is no particular order, and I'm just, I gotta look at my sheet. Matt Stafford? Yeah. Look, I understand the guy's never won a playoff game, but you know, you can't put everything on his back. He puts up numbers, he puts, he's, he's got a great arm, said, he's yeah. a good player, okay? I, I don't need an argument. Um, Russell Wilson. R- Russell Wilson, how did I forget him? He's been to two Super Bowls, should have been a two Super, top, Super Bowl winner. Um, what are your thoughts on Jared Goff these days? Okay, that's a good, that's a good point, but let me finish. Jameis Winston, no, I can't put him up in there. Uh, Kirk Cousins, no, I can't put him up in there either. Yeah, Drew Brees, hello, how did we forget Drew Brees? Because he's not playing. Yeah, but still. I'll take Gardner Minshew over half the guys you just mentioned. Jimmy, I would take Jimmy G over Kirk Cousins. I'd take Jimmy G over, I don't know. About we know what Kirk Cousins is. I don't know about and Dak. And what he isn't. I don't know about Dak. Yeah, let, let's rewind. Let's go back to the Rams real quick. Sure. What are your thoughts on Jared Goff? Because I'm hearing a lot of... Okay, so I'm hearing my, a lot of the Rams who probably wish they could take that contract back. The same thing I heard about the Rams at the beginning of the yeah, year I mean, they, when Todd Gurley is limping listen, around on one knee. So hindsight, they're tied into those two guys for a while. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay, I think I think that Jared Goff is the beneficiary of having an outstanding offensive minded head coach. So, I think. Hold on. I think if you put him on, um, I think if you put him on uh, Carolina with Ron Rivera. I think he's a... Agreed. 100%. I think he's the benefit... That's why I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good, because Kyle Shanahan is an offensive-minded coach. You do remember where Kyle Shanahan was the year before, right? He took the Falcons as the offensive coordinator to the Super Bowl. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, well, he's been the Niners coach for a few years. Yeah, Matt years Ryan now. won an MVP that year. Yeah, okay, so listen... Anybody wants to sit here and say that coach? So you're saying matter. they should have gave the 34 million or they paid Goff to Sean McVay? It's 134 million, and I'm pretty sure Sean McVay is doing just fine for himself. But he doesn't have a rocket arm like Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes you look at Jared Goff. He's got he's got a little bit of that Eli Manning in him as far as his like face and his mannerisms go. Like you look at him and he's just he looks confused about what he just did. It's like no, you just threw an interception, Jared, or you just overthrew your receiver, Jared. Listen. Colin Cowherd, who I highly respect, talks about this all the time, okay? Who does Jared Goff have around him? He has Todd Gurley, despite the fact that you think he's got arthritis he, in his knees at 25. I don't think it's, all right, it's whatever. proven. Sure. So let's do the dude at 20 touchdowns, yeah, okay? This, this past Sunday he had five carries. Yes, I know. He's on my fantasy team, but one of them was a touchdown. He had two touchdowns, but that's not the point. Okay, so let me get to the point. 
it, um, he's got Cooks, he's got Cooper Cup, and he's got uh, Robert Woods. And he's also got Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, who's also a decent receiver. He's got Higby, who's a tight end, pretty good. And the offensive line. Do you know the offensive line for the Rams is the only unit that started all the games last year and yeah. didn't miss one at all? So I think he's got a little bit of continuity. I think he is the beneficiary of a great situation. I think the fact that he lives in L.A. and he's young and he's rich. And I th- I'm not saying they're coddling him because he went to the Super Bowl last year. But you saw what happened when you go up against Belichick. So... Real quick, sure. if you were the Rams GM, would you tell Sean McVay, hey man, let's stick with Jared Goff, or would you tell Sean McVay, hey man, can you go get your own quarterback and make him better than Jared Goff? Um, I think I think you can. I don't think you can do that. First of all, how are you going to do that now if you just gave him 134 million? No, nope. no, no. I'm saying prior to the prior the, prior to, to the contract. Do you think they? Uh, I'm asking. Do you think they made a mistake by signing Jared Goff, considering how good you're saying Sean McVay is? No, which I because, agree with. No, because he just went to the Super Bowl last year. You, you, Trent Dilfer went to the Super Bowl. Okay, time out with Trent Dilfer went to the Super Bowl. You just you just made that point. Kevin, it's everything I, around him, right? And you know why Trent Dilfer went to the Super Bowl? It wasn't because of him. It was because of Ray Lewis and that defense. Right. That's so the reason. I, I'm making the same point. Right. Okay. What's the most important? These teams are going to the Super Bowl despite their quarterbacks. Kev, that's an that that's a that's an outlier. Give me a break. You want to talk about the quarterbacks who have been in the Super Bowl for the last five ten years? Tom Brady every time. Okay, let's talk about that. Matt, Matt Ryan won the MVP that year. Cam Newton won the MVP the year that he uh, lost to Peyton Manning, and uh, which Peyton Manning had a horrible year. I know, I get it. But he had so many great years that he was deserved that second Super Bowl. He had, he had and Von Miller made sure of that for him. Okay, so Cam Newton won the MVP that year. He lost Super Bowl. Matt Ryan won the MVP that year. He lost Super Bowl. Um, who, who, uh, Russell Wilson has been there twice in a row, and he should have won both years after they dismantled the freaking, um... Nick Foles was there. In an Eagles uniform. After Carson Wentz... Right. After Carson Wentz was 11-1 and one and blew his knee out in L.A., then Nick Foles was like, yeah, I'll take the reins from here. Give me, give me Nick Foles week one to the playoffs, then I'll have some respect for him. He sits on the bench all well and rested. Carson Wentz goes out there, gets his ass beat in by all these, uh, defensive players... And then Nick Foles is like, yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. And honestly, they would have beat uh, they would have beat um, New Orleans last year if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't miss that catch and then it gets intercepted. I firmly believe that. Right. I. I do. So, I do too. We're getting way off topic here. But what is your question now? Do I think that they? So about, no, I don't. About three and a half minutes ago, I asked you if you were the Rams GM. Stay with me here. Yeah. Before would you have contract. stuck with Jared Goff before the season, or would you go look for, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins, but someone, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, someone, maybe Merrick, Marcus Mariota will be a free champ for this year. No. Someone that's like average and be like, no. Sean, can you make this guy good? No. No, because despite the fact that Jared Goff is still a little young and he's not as polished, he's got a great arm, he throws a great ball downfield. He's a, he, Jared Goff is not going to have a better situation than he currently has in L.A. Right, but I'm asking you to. No, I don't think they should get rid of Sean McVay standpoint, not no. the Jared Goff standpoint. Yes, Jared Goff at the lottery. He's got all the pieces Listen, around him and a great coach. Okay, and he's also what 24, 25? Who are you going to go? You're going to go get Rodgers for two years? I mean, I mean, I don't have the list of quarterback free yeah, agents in front no, of me. No, Jared Goff is fine where he is. He's still got some maturing and learning to do. That's my opinion. I think I think he fits in well with the McVay system. I honestly I think that the Rams were a little shell shocked that the Bucks, who just lost to the Giants the week before, were putting up that many points. I mean, at one point Jameis turned back into himself and threw a pick in the fourth quarter where I immediately live betted the um the Rams and then what happened on the next possession they kicked off, the uh the Bucks came down and scored again. 
So, I mean, I think the Rams are a little shell-shocked. I think they underestimated their opponent. And honestly, another sneak peek, I think the Rams are going to win tomorrow night in Seattle. Okay. We'll see. Okay. I'm not as high on Jared Goff. I think they better win that division because I do not trust Jared Goff on the road, especially yeah, we just went to if, the Super Bowl. if it gets cold out. Yeah, and he played all his games at home or in a dome. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl last year. He was the beneficiary of the no-pass interference call. But let's let's not even talk about that anymore. So you're not a fan of Goff. I think he's a viable option, but he is a beneficiary of his quarter of his uh, coach. Maybe next week we'll rank all the NFC quarterbacks, and you'll see that Jared Goff's not a top eight quarterback in the NFC. You don't think Jared Goff is a top eight quarterback? How many teams are in the NFC? Sixteen. Yeah. You don't think he's top half of the NFC? I don't know. Maybe we'll do it next week. I think we should Book- bookmark. Put that. that on your list of things we're going to do. All anyway. Right. Let's uh let's jump into well, the bets and uh, well let's just wrap up the NFC real quick. I want to do what we just did in the AFC. So who do you think wins each division? Just give me a team. Don't give me a whole analysis of the division. You don't want to ramble. We had enough of that. Okay, already. fine. I just NFC said East. Use, NFC East. Oh, we wanted to say Philly. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a coin toss between two teams in a lot of divisions because you know the right, Giants so and the Redskins aren't winning. I just said don't give me analysis on the entire division. Yeah, and you know what? We live in America. and It's a free country. Um. I'm gonna say Eagles. They're they're a better team. They're not a better. They're not a better defense. I'm gonna say Eagles. Okay, who wins the NFC North? They're all two and two or better. No. Aaron Rodgers three and one. I said two and two or better. Well, I think we can automatically get rid of uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay. Despite the fact that they're probably gonna beat the Giants this weekend. Um. I'm losing the fourth team in that division. Bears, Lions. Okay, not the Lions. Uh, Packers. Just say Packers because you're in love with Aaron Rodgers. It's not that I'm in love with Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in that division, and their defense, as we mentioned in week one, is well improved. They faced That was the real te- uh, real team they faced, too. So it's the Packers is yes. the answer? I'm sorry, but I have to I have to give you reasons why I feel that way. They played a couple of tomato so can teams. Opinion. They played a couple of tomato can teams the first week. The Eagles made them look like boys. The Eagles threw them around. That's why, that's why I'm higher on the Eagles than I am on the Cowboys. NFC South? I hate both of them equally, but I mean, I think that the Eagles are better. Uh, New Orleans. And the West? Well, since you, have, you, the Ram- if well, the since not- you have the Rams winning this weekend, I guess they kind of I... leapfrog Seattle. At least temporarily. You know the Niners are in first in that division currently, right? Uh, I'm, I'm aware. I'm going to say Kyler Murray pulls it in. No, I'm just kidding. No chance. <laughs> Sorry, Kyler. Um... Are you narrowing down to two, or do you got all three? I'm I'm thinking about all three. I mean, listen, honestly, I got to eliminate the Niners right now. They haven't played anybody. They played a bunch of garbage teams so okay, far. Okay, so they're playing a last or a third place schedule. Um, I'm going to say with your boy Jared Goff. I'm going to say yeah, the Rams. I'm going to say the Rams are going to pull it together. I mean, honestly, Seattle's defense is not think, what Seattle's defense used to be. I think the I Legion of Seattle's Boom like is not is no longer. I think I saw Seattle's like ten to one to win the division. Right, which so Vegas is, Vegas is hating on them. Yeah. Okay, and your wild cards are. Dallas? Dallas and uh, Seattle. No Chicago. Detroit. Chicago's the most over... Chicago's defense is awesome. Chicago's offense is putrid. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Khalil Mack is the most dominant player. Maybe Aaron Donald. But outside of that, Khalil Mack is just a, a game destroyer. So... 
I'm just trying to think of who I, I think is gonna. I think Go I, I think Philly's going to the NFC East. Okay. Um, New Orleans, Green Bay in the North. Like I said, New Orleans. Yes or no? Yeah, there's too much unknown in that division. Okay, right now. just like I said. And who's winning the West? You're gonna go Seattle? No. Um, well, you're not going Niners or Arizona. There's only four teams. Yeah, I guess I'll reluctantly go Rams. <laughs> so basically, we have the same. Who are your wild cards? San Francisco. Wow! My wife will be happy to hear that. And I feel like it's... I want to say Detroit, but it's too, it's got to be Dallas. It's too early to. It's I mean we're we're why, only, why not? Then we do this every week. Yeah. Why not have some fun? I mean yeah, but it's just too early. Maybe in December you could be like, remember many, back in the first week of October where I nailed the NFC wild card. So Dallas and Philly teams. Dallas and Philly haven't even played each other yet. Okay. Next week. Dallas whooped up on uh, Dallas whooped That's up on soon. us and the Redskins. Cool. We played the Redskins. The the, the good division matchups haven't really happened yet. Well, well, Tomorrow well, night is going to be the first one in the West. We'll know a lot more like, about the Dallas no- after this week. They already lost to New Orleans. I wouldn't say their backs are against the, the wall. Niners but now played, they're playing Green Bay. The Niners so. haven't played anybody in that division yet. Yeah. I know. So it's like you got to show me something. Yeah, I feel like they backloaded schedules with the. Uh, do you know we don't play the Eagles till like week fourteen, and then we finish the season with them in week seventeen? Yeah, we'll hopefully have everything wrapped up, and we'll sneak in with a wild card. <laughs> I love your blind optimism. Did you know the Giants went from eighteen to one to a hundred to one to win the division? Now they're back to eighteen to one. What have you done for me lately? You know what the Redskins are? Probably a million to one. All right. You know anything what? else from a week? The Dolphins. Four? The Dolphins to win the Super Bowl two hundred thousand to one, according to. Uh, what I see on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. 200000 You bet 100 bucks they can win the Super Bowl. You, I mean, you're basically burning $100. because Hey, for 10 bucks, you win $2 million. No. 100 bucks would win you $200,000. 1000 Oh, it's plus $200,000, yes, not 200000 to one. Yeah. There's a difference. Plus 300 is 3 to 1. Yeah, I get that. So plus 200000 is 2000 to 1. Plus 200000 is 2000 to 1. Okay. Either way. They're okay. not winning the Super Bowl. I digress. Um, all right. Anything else that jumped out to you in week four? No. I mean, I think we covered most of it, uh, you know. All right. Uh, bets from last week? Sure. Would you let me to lead off? I went two and one. Finally, my first winning week. It only took me four weeks. Congratulations, Dan, bringing your record to... Uh, three and nine. All right, three is, and is nine. It? Yeah, it was one and eight. Yeah, three and nine. All right. So I had Cleveland plus seven. Not only did they cover, they won. I had New England minus seven, and, and they lost by a point on that. They won by six, of course. That was seven and a half. Either way, I, I mean, I, I mean, I had it. They, it was bet down during the week on the podcast. It was seven and a half. So either way, I lost. And then uh, New Orleans, I picked uh, to cover the spread, and they won also. So, man, I should have parlayed the two of them together. It would have been a nice payday. However, my parlay went up in flames as Arizona could not cover five, and the uh, over-under, I believe, was under 48. So Arizona lost. 27-10. Yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> it was the exact opposite of what I picked. It was Seattle and the under. So that went up in flames. Well, then the good news is if you get half a parlay wrong, you get the whole thing wrong. So the fact that you got both wrong. Makes me even happier. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mama said there'd be days like these. I was 0-3 last week for the first time this season, and hopefully the last time this season. Um, I went with the Dolphins, plus 16.5, which got bet down to 14.5, I think was the last number I saw. Yep. 
I'm never backing them again. They were covered for a good part of a good majority of the game, though. Guess how many? Guess how many? <laughs> I feel like a fun fact. Stat guess how many points the Dolphins have scored in the second half this year through four games? Seven. Zero. Wow. So you think the Dolphins? Uh, well, we know the Dolphins are terrible. Forget you think. You would think that the Dolphins would score more in the second half when teams are up, you know, anywhere from 28 to 40 points and just right. tack on a garbage score. Nope. <laughs> they go to the they go to the locker room at halftime and they just give up. So, historically, it's beneficial to bet on some of these double digit teams because the bad the worst team in the NFL is never as bad as you think and the yeah. best team in the NFL is never as good as you think. But I think the Dolphins are breaking all rules when it comes to that stuff. So I, I'm making a vow here in the Week 5 podcast that I'm never backing the Dolphins again. And they play the Redskins in a couple of weeks, and yeah. I am not going near that game. We should get both of the Ryans on for that week. How do you score zero <laughs> points in the second half when everyone's blowing you out already? Dude, I, listen, Josh Rosen didn't have a terrible day. I mean, 17 for 24, that's 70% completion, 180 yards, not great. He had one pick and one touch. I mean, the rushing game was non-existent. Kenyon Drake was their leading rusher with 44 yards. Well, Dan, when you're down 20 points all game, how much running are you going to do? Yeah, anyway, but he only so that was my first miss. Right. Colts minus six and a half, they just... Got behind and couldn't catch up the entire game. I thought T.Y. would play. Yeah, that was a shocker to me that the Raiders jumped out like that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought T.Y. would play. He didn't. They're a different team when he's on the field because all their other receivers are young and mm-hmm. mediocre at best. And yeah. Darius Leonard didn't play. So the Raiders are now one and I'm sorry, two and nine in the John Gruden. I'm sorry, two and eight in the John Gruden era on the road. So good for two you. and two this year. They didn't win another road game, did they? Two and two record this year. Oh, oh, oh! I'm talking road. That was my that was my stat. That was the reason I was back in the Colts last week. That was the fun fact stat. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I took Dallas minus two and a half, and yep. I was wrong. The Saints are better than I thought. All right. On a positive note, I did hit my parlay. All right. And what was that? I picked the Bills plus seven and a half and under forty two. <laughs> So, I'm actually two and two on parlays. I mean, if I go six and ten on parlays this year, I'll consider that. A win because obviously you're getting paid plus two sixty on parlays with a little less risk. So I'm two and two in parlays. Unfortunately, I have now dropped below five hundred. I'm five and seven on the year, but I am determined to make that up. Just want to give a quick shout out to Ryan, uh, guest picker last week. Ryan went two and one. Ryan took the Chargers against my Dolphins, made me look foolish. Ryan took the Patriots with Dan, did it not cover the number as <laughs> I told foolish. you guys that as I told you guys they wouldn't. And then Ryan backed the mustache and Gardner Minshew and plus three and a half, and they came back late against the Broncos and won that game outright. All right. Uh, his parlor didn't hit. He took the Vikings and under 41 and a half, and I said to Ryan, are you sure you want to back your boy Kirk Cousins on the road? And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. How you like that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not so much. So Ryan went two and one. Kudos to Ryan. He's picking 66%. Nice. Way better than I'm picking. Uh, I'm at 25. Real quick, uh, last week's fantasy plays? Yep. What What, what you got? Uh, Stafford, 6,900. I called that there was going to be a shootout in Kansas City. There was. They even had a chance to win that at one point. Uh, 291, three touchdowns. He did lose a fumble. 23 points, 3.4 times his value. Um, I had Mack as the running back, 39 rush yards, 3.9 points. He left halfway through the fourth, but uh, I feel like they were throwing the ball a lot because uh, the Raiders were up uh, 14-0 and 21-7. So uh, he didn't actually play as well as I thought he would. Cup had a great day, 9-121-1 in that shootout in uh, L.A. 
22.4 fantasy points, and my flex was uh, Sterling Shepard, 7 for 76, 23 rush yards, 13.4 points, so 2.1 times his value at 6,500, definitely not a bad day. I think everybody did really well except for Mac. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys, a lot of the big names didn't really go off this week. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb did, but I'm, as far as like... <laughs> He's not a big name. The studs. Yeah, right. I'll... The I saw in my fantasy football league a lot of low scores out there. Yeah. Um, my fantasy plays Jacoby Brissett, 7,300. Put up 23.5 points. That's good. 3.2 times his value. Fourth highest QB. Three TDs and a pick. 265 yards. Jacoby Brissett now has multiple touchdowns in every game this year, which mm. is why I think the Colts win the AFC South. <laughs> there you go. Fun fact. Uh, next pick, Carrion Johnson, 6,500. Contrary. Kind of contrary to Dan's Matt Stafford pick, I thought the Lions would try to run the ball and play keep away. Carrion got 14.7 points, 2.3 times his value, ran for 125 yards, had that fumble at the goal line, but did, <laughs> Whoops. But did not have a touchdown. He did have the third highest rush yards of the day behind uh, Leonard Fournette, who... Oh my God! Like freaking Walter Payton. Leonard Fournette's got 400 yards rushing on the year, and he's got 212 of them in one game. So that I means even, I thought even more than that. So but, that means the other three games he averaged 60 per. Yeah, besides Fournette and Chubb, Carry um, Johnson have the third highest rush yards. Unfortunately, didn't get in the end zone. Yeah, my wide receiver Terry McLaurin didn't even play. This is the second week in a row. Whoops! I get burned. I was like, oh, he's gonna at least score a touchdown against the Giants secondary. And guest picker Ryan picked him too, I believe. Yes. Right. And uh, he didn't even play. So him and James White. Mm. They're the shitless team. Adios. Well, I mean, listen, James had a good excuse. What was McLaren's excuse? <laughs> I don't know. Hamstring. <laughs> Suck it up, dude. Um, flex? Lastly, my flex was Will Disley. Yes. And what did I say, Dan? I picked him up at our fantasy league, and he had a touch. He did. Everyone has scored a touch. Every tight end has scored a touch against the Cardinals this year. So there we go. 15.2 points, 2.8 times his value, third highest for a tight end, seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So. In case anybody cares, I did win my fantasy uh, this weekend, and I am first in Kevin's 10-person league. No one cares about your fantasy. <laughs> we went over this like two and three weeks ago. Thanks for leaving it off last week. Well, I lost last week. That's why I didn't mention it. Um, yeah, so those were... <laughs> Alright, what do you got this week? A lot of games on the board. Another another couple of two-touchdown spreads. Are you, are you dabbling in uh, New England-Washington or Jets-Philly? Well, before we get to that... Oh, okay. This week's bets... I'm finally... I'm not really... Let, let me say this. Let me backtrack. <laughs> please, please. Underdogs this year are 36-26-1 against the spread... And road teams are 39-21-1 against the spread. So road underdogs are what I should be going for? Or, <laughs> money lining the... Has Vegas figured out the NFL and we should flip the other way? You know, I always think about that. When, when everyone's when leaning zig, one way... you got a zag. You and Ryan went pa- uh, Patriots last week, I went Bills. Everyone, you went Saints last week? Yeah, you zagged, I, and you were wrong. I should have zigged with the Cowboys. <laughs> I zagged. Or zagged instead of zigged. I went with them instead of against them. All right. No one's going 16-0 against the spread, despite what I thought the Cowboys were going to win last week. Mm-hmm. So, keep that stat in mind. I will. Let's get into this week's picks. I will start off this week's bets coming off a scorching hot 0-3 week with a 1-0 parlay. All right. Dan, I'm going to ask you one more question. Did you know that underdogs were 9-4 and four against the spread last week? And 7-1 outright. 
Seven underdogs, one outright. Yes. That brings me to my first bet. All right. And that would be? Dan, I'm zigging when everyone's zagging. I'm going with the Denver Broncos plus six and a half. Oh, my Lord. We've been down this road before. Okay. The Chargers have no home field advantage. The place is going to be 75% Bronco fans. I feel like the Chargers are going to be incorporating Melvin Gordon into the mix. They're still banged up at receiver and secondary. I'm saying it'll be close. I'm not sure that they're actually going to win because they still have Joe Flacco, who did throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns last week mm-hmm, I against that. a decent Jaguars secondary. But I am going with the Broncos plus six and a half in L.A. Dan, what's your first bet? Um. Okay, so my first bet of the week is I am going to the Buffalo-Tennessee game, and I am taking the Titans minus three at home. Um, this is basically because the only two road teams that Buffalo has beaten were the Giants and the Jets, and neither of whom were very good. This was prior to the Daniel Jones era starting. I mean, the Jets had Sam Darnold that day, and they were up 16 nothing, but... It's a division game, and they are the Jets, so you kind of figured something like that was going to happen. I think this will be the first really true road test that they're going to have. Uh, Buffalo, or excuse me, Tennessee has a really good defense. Uh, I am a little concerned about Marcus Mariota uh, playing against Buffalo's defense, which is also good. And if I was going to go one way or the other, I would probably say under 38.5. But I'm not parlaying this one. I am going to take the Titans minus three um, to beat the Bills. Okay. My second pick, so I talked earlier about how the Dolphins are throwing off betting trends of taking double-digit teams. Mm-hmm. The Redskins are right up there with them. So I am taking the New England Patriots minus 15 points in Washington. <laughs> does that sound like a square play? You bet your ass it does. Oh, boy. But well, Dan, you- this game all came down to one quote for me. When asked about the plan at QB, Jay Gruden said, we don't have one. That's all I need to know about the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I think Ryan detailed last week's pod how much of a shit show Washington is. So much so that Ryan was talking about the WNBA as a Washington sports fan. Yeah. The Mystics won game one, by the way. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> I saw that. The Grudens are 2-6 and six this year as coaching. Yeah, and I mean, I think the, the Tom Brady looked awful last week. He obviously won't be playing nearly as good as a defense. I'd say the, pounce, the Pats bounce back off of a lackluster game last week and yeah. cover the 15 in Washington. And if Dwayne Haskins plays, I love this bet even more. Of but course. Uh, we don't even, I think Case Keenan will be the quote-unquote sacrificial lamb, and then they will start Dwayne Haskins yeah. next week against someone not named Bill Belichick. Well, Case so. Keenum didn't exactly, or excuse me, uh, Haskins didn't exactly have the best uh, debut, three picks, 100 yards. Uh, that's not ex- against the Giants. Against the Giants, defense. yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping with this yeah. pick that... Uh, of course, New England. Dwayne will cover. Haskins plays, but of course, New England will cover for you for fifteen. You know when they couldn't even cover for seven for me, but that that's because you like. New I can't England. imagine when they're not covering them back to back weeks. But if it was, I mean, yeah, but if either either week they should have, it would have been it for seven, not fifteen. We'll see. So that All was right. my second pick. I'm going with the we don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah, Redskins to lose by more than fifteen. Um. Okay. So my next bet. I am actually going to the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game. He's going? And I am taking the under in this game, 47.5. Reason being, Tampa Bay put up 55 points last week. The week before that, they put up 31 in a losing effort. 
Um, I think this week, after seeing the way that New Orleans uh, had played against, um, who was it, uh, Dallas the other night, I believe that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Saints defense is going to you know, give Jameis a little bit of fits. And honestly, I don't see New Orleans' offense scoring the ball as much either because Tampa Bay's uh, you know, defense has looked... Good, shoddy. good at times. Good at times. If you want to say shoddy, you can say shoddy. But forty and thirty-two points last two weeks. Yeah, well, you know what? They're due. Do you know in this? Due. Do you know in this series? In the, going back to two thousand and fifteen, these two teams have split every year since two thousand fifteen. I didn't know They're that. They're four and four in their last eight games. I knew that they split last year. Yep. I, so. Keep your eye on whoever wins this one, folks. The other team is most likely going to win the other one. All right, I can't. I can't. Let's give bookmark you, that. I, for yeah, we will. Week whenever they we play will. again. So uh, anyway, um, I just don't feel like Tampa is going to be able to sustain that amount of offense, and with a backup quarterback and the um, the um, kind of uh, game that the coach is going to draw for Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill to just basically be game managers. Um, I don't see this going over 47 and a half. I'm going under. Okay, my third bet. Oh, man. This is the second garbage quarterback I'm backing. Taking the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. Minus five and a half in MetLife. I thought you were coming for the ride to Tennessee with me. No. I I like teams. (laughs) When you said garbage quarterback, that's where I thought you were going. I I like teams coming off a loss. Okay. As long as the infrastructure isn't a total train wreck. Wait a minute. So you're betting against the G-men? And and Danny Dimes, yes. Oh, Kevin. I think Minnesota will be a little extra focused after a division loss. Um, I think Daniel Jones will finally struggle. Well, I mean, think about it. He's playing his first... He played Tampa's defense, who, you know, I said is good at times. And then he played um, Washington. So, yes, this is going to be his first test against the defense. Oh, wait, are we playing the NFC North this year? Yeah. So we got to play the Bears? Oh, that's going to be fun. Wait till Danny Dimes has In to Chicago. See, yeah. Wait till see Danny Dimes has to see Khalil. So, we saw some struggles last week from Daniel Jones. He threw two picks against Washington. So, uh, I feel like he's going to struggle a little bit this week. Um, and I don't think the Giants' defense is that great. Yes, I know they you gave, don't think. <laughs> I, I know they gave up three points last week and had a defensive touchdown. But once again, the Redskins the are becoming that outlier team like the Dolphins are. So I like Minnesota to get Dalvin Cook on track, have their defense confuse my boy Danny Dimes. And did you know that Mike Zimmer is the best coach versus the spread since 2014? Where do you find these things? I dig deep. <laughs> Apparently. Higher than Bill Belichick. I, th- I thought Belichick's games were 60%. He's 62. This is just... With the, with with Kirk Cousins? This is just since 2014, since Mike Zimmer became oh, a coach so in Oh, so Kirk wasn't there in 2014. No, he was only there last year and this year. Who was the quarterback before? Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater. Case, yeah, all right. All right. So well, expect a bounce back week. I like yeah. Mike Zimmer. I mean, honestly, I... I, I you know, as you can see from my board, which I picked most of the games and just decided which ones were my best ones, I am also backing Minnesota just because their defense is good and our defense is not. Um, all right. So that was your third bet. My third yes, bet. Yes, we need your third bet. My third bet is I'm going to Dallas against Green Bay. We don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play this week. 
I think that after seeing how good Dallas' defense played on the road last week against a formidable offense, I feel like Dallas is going to pull this one out, and it's going to be back-to-back L's for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So I, this week, am taking Dallas, minus three at home. Um, last week, we were all high on Green Bay's defense. I mean, I was the first one to talk about it against the... Um, the Bears in week one, but you know what I came to realize? It wasn't so much that Green Bay's defense looked great, it was that Mitch Trubisky's not that good, okay? Last week was the first week where Green Bay actually played against a really good offense in the Eagles and Carson Wentz. I mean, Trubisky and then the Kirk Cousins, which, you know, you're kind of schizophrenic on one week you love it, one week you're like, why did I ever do this? I'm zigging when other people (laughs) are zagging, Dan, but I want Kirk Cousins my franchise quarterback Absolutely not. Okay, so listen, if Devonta Adams doesn't play, they got Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison, and Jimmy Graham, if, you know, he can get down the field. I think that Vander Esch and Jalen Smith and the rest of those boys are going to stuff Aaron Jones, and I think it's going to be completely on Aaron Rodgers' back to potentially win that game for him. And without Devonta Adams, I'm, I'm, I'm under the impression that Devonta Adams is not going to play. Turf toe usually takes more than a week. I was listening to Chris Carter this morning talk about that as a former receiver, and he is telling me that that the only thing that takes uh, that injury to go better is rest. There's nothing. There's no physical therapy or anything you can do for that. It's rest. That's really it. So um, I think Dallas is going to pull that one out at home and uh, you know stay ahead in the NFC East. I'm taking Dallas minus the three. Okay, um, my parlay is a pair of unders. Oh, ooh, which, which games are we going here, big guy? Well, you are. I, I didn't know you were doing uh, New Orleans-Tampa Bay, so I picked that as my first half of my under. Oh, okay. Under so you like it seven too. And a half. Yeah, I don't. Teddy, Dink, and Dunk Bridgewater, I don't see how the Saints are going to score 24 points, and I don't think, even if they lose, they win ugly. That's their whole formula now. Defense, special teams, don't F up Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, Dink, Dunk, Alvin Kamara. Okay. So I, I don't. I think that's way too high. Even if Drew Brees was playing, uh, that would probably be the right number. With Teddy Bridgewater in, I don't see how this is getting... Yeah, I don't see Teddy Bridgewater opening up that... Off, or Sean Payton opening up that offense for Teddy Bridgewater to be thrown downfield. Yeah. And my other under is Tennessee and Buffalo. It's the one that you hinted at mm-hmm. playing, but aren't. So you're taking a high point total under, and you're taking a low point total under. All right. I can't see any. First to 20 wins in uh, Tennessee Buffalo. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but, Forget the clock, ladies and gentlemen. Just first to 20 wins. Yeah, I mean. All right. They have great defenses. I don't trust Mariota. I don't even know if Josh Allen's going to play. He's in concussion protocol. It seems like he's trending towards yes. But mm-hmm. you're the guy who said he can't win a road playoff game. Let's see if you can get a road game in Tennessee. Yeah. I'll take the under in both games. That's my parlay. Dan, what is your parlay? My parlay is in the same game. I am heading out to one of the two four o'clocks, and it's not Dallas. So I am taking Denver plus six and a half, as you are, and I am taking the under of... No, I'm sorry. I lied. I'm taking the over of 44 and a half. Um... Bradley Chubb's out for the year. That eliminates one of the pass rushers. So now they just got Vaughn coming off the end. Um, like we talked, like we talked about earlier, a lot of injuries on the Chargers defense. Even for Joe Flacco, you know, I think Philip Lindsay's a, a a player. That kid, you know, undrafted out of Colorado, 
comes in and he he's had some games. I mean, he went, you know, it's hard to tackle him. He gets the ball out of the backfield. I think uh Cortland Sutton has been a decent receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. If Joe Flacco can get some time, as long as uh Bosa's not crawling up his ass on the end, I feel like that's going to be a uh, you know, 28-24, you know, game. So I am uh, I'm going Denver to cover, but I'm going to go over the total of 44 and a half. All right. Let's wrap up with this week's fantasy plays. All right, you go first. First time I've ever picked this guy, Kirk Cousins. No, I've already, oh. made, that, I already made that mistake <laughs> in the last segment. Uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Sixty-five hundred. It's his first home game. Okay. He threw for four touchdowns two weeks ago. No touchdowns last week. Mm. So what Kyle Allen are we going to see? They're playing the Jags with no Jalen Ramsey, Joe Flacco, who. I'm not high on. Are we sure Jalen Ramsey's not playing? He's not injured. He's just like, his his ego's hurt because he wants to get traded, right? Yeah. And he's just holding out. He's holding out midseason. Well, last week he was sick, and then he said he went <laughs> to be with his wife who had a child. So I think he's running out of excuses. Yeah. Um, he stubbed his toe this week. Flacco threw a 303 and three TDs last week against that Jaguars anti-Jalen Ramsey secondary. And I like Kyle Allen. He's got a little bit of a fumble problem. He had three fumbles last week. But I'm sure that I will be talking about ball security all week at practice. Yep. And I'm interested in this matchup for the fact that we got Kyle Allen going up against the stash Gardner Minshew. Yeah. But give me the home quarterback here. Give me Kyle Allen, 6,500. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, and keep in mind, everyone, you know, I've heard feedback from people who listen to the pod that the uh, fantasy picks that we pick are, you know, are not great. We're looking for value picks. Anybody could pick Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott and Patrick Mahomes every week to put up numbers. We're trying to give you the diamonds in the rough here. So, with that being said, um, I couldn't go, I mean, this is kind of a diamond in the rough. Kyler Murray, 7,400. He's on the road. He's playing Cincy. Uh, Kyler Murray has gotten 17, 20, 16, and 22 points every week so far in fantasy, mostly because he throws a little bit, and he's a dual threat, so he runs a quarterback as well. Um, Going against the Cincinnati defense, who just gave up 27 points to back up Mason Rudolph. So um, I think Kyler Murray is going to play well against Cincy. I don't know if they win or not. I don't care if they win or not. This is strictly a fantasy play. Um, I like Kyler Murray 7,400. Well, you want him to do well. Yeah, but I mean, if they're down 28-10 and going into the fourth and he throws two touchdowns and still loses, I really don't care as long as the fantasy numbers look good. Okay. <laughs> let's move to... Which a... could be possible because Arizona's defense is not that good Let's either. move to running back. My running back is cheap this week. $5,000. Ooh, I found one that's uh, sub uh, 6000 too. Go ahead. Not running back. Stop staring at my sheet. Okay. Jalen Samuels. Oh, for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. The backup. Did you watch the Monday night game? Yeah, he was dude, they must have run that snap play to flip it like seven times in a row. Mason Rudolph was just tossing it. Yeah, he throws it from about you to me. For those that can't see, we're standing about two feet apart. Yeah. And that counts as a pass in the NFL. They oh. showed they showed a stat. No that, wonder his stats look so they good. They showed a um a pass chart. You yeah. Know, like the shot chart in basketball, the yeah. O's for circles and extra. They they're showed all the pass the chart. Line. Yeah, they're all these green dots, and I was like Oh, because when they flips it forward, that's a pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice downfield arm, Mason. Yeah, it's Rudolph. a shotgun, and then the guy's running in front and gets it doing to him. Anyway, yes, they were using Jalen Samuels all over the place. He threw for three passes for 31 yards. Better yards per attempt than Mason Rudolph. <laughs> no shocker there. Ran 10 times for only 26 yards, but caught eight balls as well for 57. 
So he was all over the place. This guy could throw a touchdown. He's Cordell Stewart. This guy could throw a touchdown. He, he slashed. Could, he could rush for a touchdown. <laughs> he could catch a touchdown. Yeah. And James Conner's dinged up as well. Yeah, I know I, we're all the, I know he missed practice, but it's Wednesday. Everyone misses practice on Wednesday. So even if he's dinged up, we might see a little bit more of Jalen Samuels in the running game. Hell, we might see more of him in the passing game or the receiving game. So yeah. I like Jalen Samuels at that $5,000 value to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, give me Jalen Samuels, five grand. Dan, who's your running back? Um, going back to the game that I think is going to go over, I think it's going to be a lot of scoring in that Denver Charger game. I'm still taking Eckler, despite the fact that Melvin Gordon is back with the team, as I put quotes up. Uh, did not see any field action last week, I don't believe. No. He may start to play this week a little bit, but I don't think he's going to jump right in and Eckler's going to jump out. Eckler's been good this year so far. I remember he had three touchdowns in a game earlier on. Um, how, so much I, is, how much is Eckler? Eckler's 7,200, so he's a little high. I understand that. Uh, but I do have some good value plays coming up that are much less than that. Um, so we got Eckler, 7,200, running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, I see, you know, he's, he is, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers' safety blanket when uh, he can't find Keenan Allen downfield. So I feel like uh, 7,200 for him is fair. You're going to get some good points out of him. Okay. Uh, my wide receiver is Tyler Boyd. 6,700. Okay. So is mine, so I'll just let you talk about how good this pick is. Okay. Um, obviously, John Ross is now out. A.J. Green is still out. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that have been following, I've pretty much picked someone, quarterback, tight end, or um, wide receiver, against the Cardinals secondary every single week, and I will continue that trend until I see something different. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd's averaging 10 targets per game. Man, did you look at my notes before you and said this? <laughs> is is yet to score a TD this year, but this is his week. Yeah. I, I, Anything I, to add, Dan? Yeah, I basically, what I wrote was John Ross, A.J. Green still injured. Um, he has at least six catches in three of his four games this year. And Arizona's defense is ranked 31st. Give me Tyler Boyd. <laughs> All right, so double down on Tyler Boyd. Uh, last, my flex is going to be Jordan Howard, okay. 6,500. I thought that was kind of cheap for him. He's, well, I mean, he's splitting some time with Miles, though, so. Is he? He's had more carries in each per game progressively through the season. So last week, obviously, most carries in the year. May not be an equitable split, but. Three, <laughs> three touchdowns. And I think the Eagles get up big against the Jets and then just run, run, run in the second half. Mm-hmm. So give me Jordan Howard against the. Okay. Jets at 6,500. My flex was uh, somebody that I picked last year as a rookie, and he's currently on my fantasy team as well. And I don't think he's had he, he hasn't had much of a season thus far, but he does play for Matty Ice and the Falcons. I got Calvin Ridley, 5,400. Talk about cheap. I was like, wow. Sanu was ranked higher than him. So I obviously you obviously know that... Um, Houston's going to be double team in Julio. We're going to, always going to have an eye on him with Sanu. I feel like uh, Ridley at fifty four hundred is your uh, bust or uh, boom player because he does catch a lot of balls. He's the deep route. He is the he's going to be the Will Fuller equivalent in that game. The guy who runs downfield and tries to uh, spread the field out. Um, they got the twenty first ranked pass defense. Houston does so. I really think that this could be an opportunity for him. I was a little hesitant knowing that they're outside the Dome and Matty Ice and the Falcons never play as well outside the Dome. Maybe they'll be thrown from behind. This is their first game of the year, I think, that's actually outside. Out of the 16 games they play, I think only four of them are outside or on grass. So I'm going out on a limb here big time. I'm really pulling for the fact that he's on my fantasy team as well, but I think for 5,400, why wouldn't we take a shot for him? Sorry, doesn't Houston play indoors or on turf? 
No, they're on grass. Mm, we'll fact check that. They used to be on grass. I think no, I think they, I think they have a uh, a roof. Hold on, let's pull it up. You're the one who said they play outdoors. I know Atlanta. Listen, I'm taking Ridley at 5400. Just go with it. <laughs> you you can go with whatever you want. I'm just trying to make sure that uh, we have some correct stats. Anyway, Dan will look that up and get back to you guys next week. Thank you, uh, as always, for joining us on the pod. Bounce back week coming for me. You can guarantee it. See if Dan can continue to ride his hot streak of 2-1. and one. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the games this week. Dan, what do the Houston Texans play on? Is it a baseball diamond? I mean, you know, you're looking at it. it well, first <laughs> of all, it's, it's Reliant Stadium. It was built in, uh, it was opened in 2002, and Great. it cost $352 million to build. Um... I'm telling you, that looks like grass to me. All right. We'll have to consult our Texans fan friends. <laughs> Does anybody know any? Have a uh, <laughs> have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the games on Sunday. Go with the Ramblers picks. Or not. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Take care.